Welcome. Welcome to Kim's Wellness Space, the podcast. This podcast is all about my passion for yoga and for wellness. During these episodes, I will share my thoughts and experiences of how to live a full life of sparkle and energy in my 50s. It is my passion that everybody should be winning at wellness no matter your age. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get stuck in. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. So this is the first episode of season three. If you have only just stumbled across my podcast, I would encourage you to go back and listen to season one and two, where we chatted everything about who I am, how I got into yoga, why I like it, my opinions on um, wellness and health and what that could mean, and um, how I think that living a yoga life kind of came about for me, and why I like it. Um, And also there's an episode on accountability coaching, and why that's great and works for us. Um, And since I recorded the last episode of season two, I've had quite a lot of thoughts in my head. Um, And so this Um, group of episodes is going to be a little bit different but because I am a yoga teacher I am automatically swept up into that health and fitness group. Um, If you've listened to some of my other podcasts you'll know that I don't really like labels and I don't really like the word fitness that's why I always use wellness but you know in this world we live in, everything has to be labelled and categorised and put in a slot. And so as a yoga teacher, my slot is um, kind of like health and fitness. And it's loosely health and fitness. But let's face it, some people practice yoga as a um, an exercise to burn calories. That That is a thing, it is out there. It's not what I would do, um, but it definitely has a space in the world. Um and because I'm in that health and fitness world, uh, we get asked questions about fitness trackers and scales and um, measuring our bodies and what we think a healthy body should look like or should feel like, you know, all those sort of things. So I really want to use these uh podcast episodes to discuss some of these subjects they are quite deep and you know like always this is just my view from my experience like you may agree with some of it and you may listen and think no I don't actually get that but you know it's just uh, it's just my view and it's a good place to start a conversation or to start your thoughts doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right and everybody else is wrong but you know, it's good to have open conversations. I think we should always be asking questions. We should never take things at face value. So this episode, I want to talk about fitness trackers. Um, It's come up a few times in the last weeks, a couple of weeks, I suppose. Um, And I'm very aware of fitness trackers. I do have one. I do have a relationship with one. And I I sometimes like them and I sometimes don't. So I thought I would share my thoughts 
um, around fitness trackers. So if we go right back to the beginning, the first fitness tracker that I had was a Fitbit. I guess that's probably the same for a lot of us. They were, you know, the forerunners, weren't they really, I guess, for affordable fitness trackers. And so really it just told me how many steps I'd done. And like lots of people, maybe you are one of them, um, there were a few people in my family that had them, I had friends that had them, and you could group yourself together, couldn't you, so that you could have a little competition to see who was doing the most steps. Um, and it was fun, like, don't get me wrong, It was it's interesting, and it also, you know, it's it's good data, it makes us question things. So as a family, there could be, say, four or five of us going for a walk, we do the same walk, we do it together, we've all got a Fitbit on, but we'll all have a slightly different number of steps counted because we've all got slightly different strides. So straight away, we can appreciate that this is a data point. It's not exact, but it's a data point. And it's a data point for us personally. And we can't compare it with other people that have got different body types or different shapes or different length of stride because their data is personal to them. Our data is personal to us. But, you know, some days you think, oh, I've been quite busy today. And you could look at your Fitbit and think, oh, well, I've actually only done 3000 steps, say, which isn't huge. So maybe that would then make you go out for a walk to get a bit more exercise. There's nothing wrong with that is there I mean that's a good thing we're all for um having exercise and getting out in the fresh air so there's nothing wrong with that um but then it kind of changes just let my dogs pass or they're having a little shout um because then it changes and it goes from a bit of fun and it's new to it is healthy competition but it's a bit more competitive isn't it so you know um maybe your best friend hits 10,000 steps every day so then you want to hit 10,000 steps every day and then they're hitting 11,000 steps so you want to hit 11,000 steps and there's nothing wrong with that but when does it start to become a problem or when does it start to uh take over your life a little i mean how many people in the early days of these fitness trackers when we had fitbits um you know shook them because they knew that that would make their steps go up and again it's just fun it doesn't matter there's no you know crime being committed but actually aren't you just cheating yourself like what is the point of tracking your steps if you're going to do that and okay you might beat your friend's number but it's not a true reflection of what you've actually done is it so I'm not sure that there's much point in wearing one if you were going to do that. And then, you know, they got a little bit more sophisticated and some of us changed and went up a gear. So then our Fitbits were telling us more things. It wasn't just about steps. There were other things that it was tracking, like your heart rate and uh, other bits and pieces on there. And I can remember um, having a day out with my family and my Fitbit had said that I had done nearly 20,000 steps. So, I mean, that was huge. We were we were on a day out where we were doing a lot of walking, so we knew we were going to do a lot. So it was interesting to see how many steps we'd done. 
But I can remember being in my pyjamas, walking up and down my hotel room until that Fitbit hit 20,000 because I knew that somebody else with us would also be doing the same thing and I could see that they were nearly at 20,000 steps and I couldn't possibly go to sleep until I'd hit that 20,000. Now, that's for me is when it becomes a bit obsessive and you might be listening to this thinking, oh my goodness, that's mad, Kim, like what were you doing that for? I would never do that. But I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done that. I'm sure I'm not the only one that watches television in the evening and stamps up and down the hallway to get those last few steps to make their circle close on your Apple Watch or to get the tick or a badge on a Garmin or something, you know, whatever your choice is. Um, We all do it to some extent. Um, and then, of course, the fitness trackers got more popular and they evolved more. So I then went on um, and evolved from having my Fitbit to having an Apple Watch. So it connected to my phone. It could track more things. I could track my menstrual cycle. You know, it tra- did track my heartbeat. Um, it tracked... I can't actually remember what else it tracked. It tra- They track so much, don't they? But I could also track things like if I was going for a swim or if I was doing some meditating, or, you know, it wasn't just my steps, I could track activities, I could track my weight training, Um, which is also really good, because it's all about data, and there's nothing wrong with collecting data, but it's when the data becomes obsessed. So um, for the Apple um, watches in particular, they have rings, and you close your activity ring, and I can't actually remember what the other two are now, but they have three rings, and at the end of the day, if you've Um, done what you're supposed to do and you've hit the goals that you've said then the rings close and it's great and obviously you want all the rings to close every day and then when you look at your calendar it's all pretty and great and that is good it is good because it does make you want to do things and maybe on a day where you're thinking I'm not really fancy it today maybe that will give you the encouragement to go and do it however it can be dangerous as well because we do remember need to remember that rest is just as important as the movement. And if we're pushing ourselves to make these rings close on an app rather than listening to what our body needs, then that think that is a bit dangerous. And so I used my Apple Watch. I used it all the time. I tracked everything. When I tried to do the couch to 5K, I tracked that on it. You know, it's very good for data. And then I got to a point where I was thinking, you know, the watch is beginning to control my life a little bit. And if the battery needed charging or I couldn't track something, then it was kind of making me feel like, well, there was no point in doing it. You know, we've all laughed, haven't we? There's no point in walking if you can't track your steps. But it was becoming more and more of a, oh, well, I can't swim, say, now because I need to charge my watch first. And then when my watch is charged, then I'll be able to swim. But really, I should just have been able to go for a swim, shouldn't I? I shouldn't be waiting for a watch to be charged. So I stopped wearing it, and I stopped wearing it for a very long time. Um, And it was nice. It was kind of freeing, you know. I was just deciding what I wanted to do, and I was doing it. I didn't have to check in with anything. I didn't have to track anything. I wasn't waiting for a tick or a ting or getting the circle closed. It was none of that. It was just if I wanted to swim, I'd swim. If I wanted to go for a walk, I would go for a walk. Um, 
And then I got into weight training and really focusing a little bit more on my own personal fitness as in my strength and flexibility and um, stamina and so I went back and put the watch back on and it was it was good because I'd had that break because I'd reflected on the freedom of not having it on my wrist um, I actually felt much more in control and so I was tracking things but I wasn't tracking everything I was tracking the things that I wanted to track for me and not tracking anything just to close a ring or just to get a tick it was purely for the data of what I was doing for me Um, and then just uh, recently um, so a year ago I then changed it again so now I've up not upgraded but I've changed completely so it's I don't have an Apple watch now now I have a Garmin fitness tracker and it is a little bit different it doesn't do as many things as probably my Apple one did but that was the choice I made in the choice of the Garmin that I bought not because they don't do that because there are loads of different options but I wanted one that looked like a watch I wanted one that was more um I wanted a more basic one because I still wanted to track certain things for data but I didn't want it to become another obsession or something that I was doing for the wrong reason if that makes sense Um, and then recently in the last couple of months I've noticed again that people are becoming really I think obsessed is the right word really obsessed with hitting goals and maybe it's because we're in the new year and it's January and that's all about you know you've got to have a goal and you've got to hit it and you know we really haven't Um, it's good to have goals but they have to be uh sustainable they have to be they have to be doable there's no point in i don't know saying that you're going to run 10k every day when you've never run anything before you know there's nothing saying that you're gonna work out seven days a week when you've never worked out like these you they need to be sensible goals and so having this more simpler tracker I can track the things that I want to track that are important to me and that help me and help me be aware because that's that's what's important to me. It's having a focus on the things that I know make me feel well. Um, and so I do like to hit between eight and 10,000 steps every day, but I'm not obsessed with it. I'm not worried if I don't hit them. And I have heard a few people in the last month saying about their streaks of their step goals and you know it's brilliant you know I they they can say oh I, I, every day I've walked 10,000 steps that's that's amazing and that's brilliant and if that's what you want to do and that makes you feel great that is fabulous however some of those people have have had flu some of them have had really heavy colds and they're still making themselves go out there and walk to make themselves get that 10,000 step. They're walking in the rain when they're not very well. Um, And that, for me, isn't about being well and wellness. That, for me, is almost like it's a punishment, you know. And, well, I can't not walk today because then my tracker will tell me that I've failed. But you haven't failed. You're listening to your body and your body needs to rest. Your body needs to recuperate. 
and that's when the balance is a bit wrong. So I don't have a conclusion for this subject really because it does depend completely on you and how you feel. I think fitness trackers do have a place but I think their place and probably this is like a lot of technology actually these days it's like you know Instagram or Facebook or any sort of social media and the smartphones we have as long as they are helping us and working for us dogs are going for another shout as long as they're working for us um that's okay it's when we start having our lives run by them then then that's when i think it's a problem and that's why i think it's good that you should be able to take your watch off or turn your phone off for a period of time and just live life you know you if you want to go for a walk go for a walk it doesn't have to be documented and counted um the world doesn't actually care whether you're going for a dog walk or not. You know, I quite often put on my Instagram feeds that I've been for a dog walk. And that's just because I like to share the pictures of the scenery. And But I'm not looking for validation. I don't want people to be like, oh, well done, Kim. You went for a walk and give me a clap. Like, that's not what it's about. I'm walking because I want to walk for me, because the dogs need a walk. And I just quite like sharing pictures of the blue sky and the sea. and Because, you know, it's nice to look at, isn't it? But... Equally, I do many walks where I just put my headphones in and go for a walk. I don't take any photographs um, because it's just for me. It's not for anybody else. And that's the same thing with the trackers. You know, it's good to have data. Data can be really, really helpful. Um, but you can just go for a walk and not track your steps. The walk is still the bit that's important because that's the bit that is good for your mental health. It's good for your body health. You know, it's a part of the wellness package that we want. And regardless of whether you've tracked it on a app or not, it's still meaning that, you know, you're still doing good for you. Um, so I hope that makes sense. I don't, want to put, I don't want to put anyone off having a tracker. If you want a tracker and it works for you, that's brilliant. But I think it's quite nice to just think about how we use these tools, because that's what they are. It's a tool. It's supposed to enhance what we're doing and help us it's not supposed to punish us and make us feel bad if we don't do something I did a little um, reel on my Instagram this morning um, exactly about that this when I did my breath work today I had a congratulations from my watch tell me that I just completed I can't even remember what number it was now um, and told me that the next badge I would get was when I'd done a hundred breath works. And in that moment, I thought, oh gosh, I've got to do another however many to get to that hundred. That's a lot. But actually, it doesn't matter. I do breath work every single day. I will hit that number, whether I track it or whether I don't. And I don't need a badge to tell me um, that it's doing me good I know it's doing me good because I feel so much better afterwards and that's why I have the habit of doing it and that's why I do it every day not to get a badge from an app so yeah I guess my conclusion would be that these fitness trackers have a place and as long as they're not running our lives or running our decisions as long as we are still listening to our bodies and just collecting the data then um, it's all good.
I hope all that made sense. Um, let me know. I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you think about the fitness trackers and what your relationship has been with them. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to my podcast today, for pressing play and for listening to the end. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I really hope you found it interesting and inspiring. If you want to know more about me, I'm on Instagram at Kim's Wellness Space. If you have enjoyed listening, please leave a review and share. Thank you again and speak to you very soon.